Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll look back at week 14, where Patrick Mahomes uncharacteristically lost his composure. We'll review our fantasy teams in what was the last week of the regular season, and then stick around to the end for a look ahead at the upcoming weekend's fixtures. As always, keep up to date with what's going on with us, our league, and NFL-related stuff that we just find funny on Twitter, and that's at 2Toms1Ash. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. Welcome, everyone, and week 14 in the books. Um, Just a week and a half to go before it is Christmas Day. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but we are getting through Christmas films an absolute canter. Um, latest one, new Eddie Murphy film, Candy Cane Lane on Amazon. Not bad. Probably a solid 7.6 out of 10. Um, Eddie Murphy, famous for Nutty Professor, Dr. Doolittle, and obviously the voice of the donkey from Shrek. Speaking of donkeys, as always, joined by the Toms. Uh, Scully, how are you, mate? And favourite Christmas film? I wondered where that were going because no way have you picked any of Eddie Murphy's best films, but <laughs> well, well played. Um, yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, then Blades are back. We've got his fight back. Um, back on back on his way with Wilder at the helm. So that's that's good. The Browns, big win. Joe Flacco proving that he's uh, still elite. So overall, really, really good, pal. Thank you. Good, good. Yeah, and it seemed a good weekend for, for your teams. Um, but yeah, favourite Christmas film? I'm talking proper Christmas films, not Die Hard, not any of these fringe ones. Die Hard's a real Christmas film, pal. I mean, mm. watch it. It gets it gets told about three times its first 10 minutes, Merry Christmas. They're at a Christmas party, right? It's a, it's a Christmas film. I mean, it's there might not be... Film. Not there might not be uh, there might not be any any turkey, but um, Hans Gruber gets stuffed. <laughs> hey, uh, Charlie, how, how are you? You all right, mate? Yes, I'm good. After my uh, daddy daycare week last week, I'm uh, I'm finally rested. Now the missus is back to take over the helm. Um, yeah, I don't know how she uh, how she does it three on her own. Uh, absolute mayhem while she was uh, away with the girls getting drunk in Dublin. Oh, biggest city in Europe, I think that, isn't it? Dublin. Just keeps Dublin and Dublin and Dublin. Wow. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. <coughs> awful. Awful. Start as you mean awful to go on. All right. Should we talk some, should we talk some NFL? Um, Do you know what my, my favourite holiday f- Christmas film? Come on, give it as favorite favorite Christmas film. So it, it depends on what sort of mood I'm in. If I'm in a if I'm in a happy and I want a laughing mood, it's got to be Elf. Elf's the number one. Um, if you want a bit of a tearjerker, sit with a missus, bottle of wine. It's got to be the holiday. What a great <laughs> film! I can see you putting that, and I can see you watching that in summer. I watched Something it the other like night and I had a proper cry about four or five times, bawling oh. my eyes out. I was. <laughs> Oh, it is definitely up there. That that and love actually has got to be watched every single year. For me, it's just Jude Law. What a what a good looking bloke. Jesus, I wish I was half as good looking as he is. Tune yeah, in. Us two folks, we have to look at you. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on Twitter <laughs> for, uh, to find out what he really looks like. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, week fourteen. So Lamar Jackson top scored 
uh, among quarterbacks, scoring 37 points, 37 fantasy points versus the Rams. Uh, now taking him down, I believe it's 18-1 and one versus the NFC, which is still an incredible stat. Um, so fantasy-wise, Scully, Lamar Jackson, uh, I guess he's always got that sort of potential to be QB1. But what do you make of his performance and I guess the Ravens overall? No, I mean, Ravens just seem to be getting it done this season, but not spectacularly. They they don't seem to have any, I mean, other than Lamar, real superstars, but they're just getting it done very, very well. Bit bit under the radar, uh, but very worthy of that number one number one seed in the um, in the AFC. Um, Lamar, I mean, for fantasy this season, what is a QB five? Um, but he either scores very well or or very poorly. There's no kind of real like just that consistency uh, for fantasy this year with him. But he's coming off his his biggest score for fantasy this year that you've just mentioned, so 37.6 points. So that's 24 for 43, 316 yards, three touchdowns and interception. And obviously, he does a bit with his with his legs as well. But what a game! I mean, that game was just unbelievable back and forth. The Rams are really had a bit of a resurgence at the moment, which is um, which is which is making them quite exciting to to watch and and just an incredible game to watch with an incredible incredible ending. I mean, unbelievable um, ending pump return to, to finish it in overtime. Um, but, I mean, going forward with Lamar, I mean, you've got him as your quarterback, Ash, so this is obviously going to be something that you're going to need to think about. But next week you start him against the Jags. I mean, no problem. He's, he's probably going to have another good week against the Jags. But if you do get through the quarterfinal and you do make it through to, to the semi final, he's playing San Francisco, which I don't think anybody wants to play at the moment there. Number four ranked defence against the QB. So I don't know what you're thinking, but I'd be thinking maybe backup quarterback or or if you haven't got that, picking up somebody else off waivers for, for your semi-final matchup if you get there. Yeah, quite possibly. I guess you always know what you've got with the Ravens. There's not a great deal else, is there? Um, obviously, Mark Andrews now been out. Or oh, there will be Isaiah Likely doing well. Um Odell scoring well this last week as well. So there's a few options for him every now and again in the passing game. A few running backs that seem pretty popular in fantasy, but I think Lamar Jackson, I, I, I just feel like I'd almost rather start him and regret starting him than, than kind of benching him and then him scoring well and thinking, well, why don't I just start, start Lamar Jackson? Like you say, he's number five overall on the season. You know that, that ceiling's pretty high and the floor the floor's probably still 15 points or so. So, so yeah, doing very well in a wide open AFC and NFC in fairness, but but the Ravens topping it at the minute. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, as you brought them up, Charlie, um, Debo Samuel, so he top scored among wide receivers, scoring 34 fantasy points against the Seahawks. It seems like it could be any number of uh, 49ers players each week that could be top of their respective positions. But what do you make of Debo and the 49ers, I guess, overall? This, the last couple of weeks, Debo and, well, the 49ers as a whole, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, they definitely look like the team to beat. Um, it, it, they were looked a little bit a little bit iffy earlier on, uh, but, wow, they, they're coming on strong, coming into this run towards the playoffs. Um, yeah, they, they just look absolutely phenomenal. Debo, 
he's had a bit of a strange year. So just prior to the trade deadline, I was sending a few trade offers and uh, Rich in our league, who's got uh, Debo, offered him to me in a in a wide receiver, running back, double trade. And I turned it down because he'd just been so inconsistent. Um, he'd been in and out, injuries. Um, he started off well, but ju- just not, didn't seem to have that consistency. But Jesus, the last three weeks, he's, he's certainly had that. 22 points, 35 points, 34 points. Yes, against Seattle and Philly, who are both, de- their defences ranked 29 and 32 against wide receivers in terms of wide receivers scoring against him. But he's got Arizona next week, Baltimore the week after, and then Washington for the championship game. So um, luckily for us, Rich didn't make it to the playoffs. So Debo Samuel will not be playing in that uh, championship game. But yeah, if you have got him, it's a no-brainer really, and you started. Yeah, he's back where he belongs, really, or back with the kind of player he's capable of. And I think that he seems to be spearheading this resurgence sort of 49ers that are just playing with a chip on the shoulder, just playing angry, um, albeit still skillful, still got the talent, but just up against it with, with, with kind of 10 and 3 right up there with the Eagles and the Cowboys. They are probably the team to beat, I'd have thought, at the minute in the AFC among everyone. Looking back at our fantasy teams from last weekend, Scully, you scored 104 in a loss to Joe, who scored 137. So leaving you for the regular season on 7 and 7. Charlie scoring 121 as you beat Middy, who scored 118. So pretty close game, leaving you on 8 and 6. And then I scored 128 and beat Mike, who scored just 68 points, finishing my regular season on 10 and 4. So I won this week out of the three of us with the highest score, uh, leaving me on or putting me on on five wins for the season. Scully still on three wins and Charlie still leading the way on six wins. So Scully, I'll come to you first for your 104 points. Um, I mean, typified by Browning scoring 27 points, uh, but a loss, but still, still making it comfortably into the playoffs for you. But talk through your team from last week uh, and then a look ahead to, to week 15. Yeah, just story of the season, really. Some um, really inconsistent scores throughout the the team. Um, like you were just saying a, a minute ago off air, none of my players seem to score at the same time. It's always somebody doing something and someone else doing something. And it was a similar case this week. So uh, Browning, I think, justified me, me putting him in over, over Lawrence, even though it was because Lawrence wasn't going to start. Um, but he did, and I mean, high ankle sprain. Are you joking? Did you see his performance against against Cleveland? Um, there was nothing wrong with him. I'll but, take that. Um, I, I was the one who, who suggested picking Browning up uh, last week, and uh, you listened, picked him up. Great score, absolutely, mate. Your, your advice is invaluable. Um, but but yeah, no, good score for Browning, and then as you go down my team, good score for Barkley. So if you if you look at my first two players, you're thinking, oh, he's, he's got a big score here, fifty points between his first two players. But then it just falls off a cliff. You've got Kenneth Walker, nine points. St. Brown, five points. Smith, 10 points. Kincaid, seven points. Addison, four points. 
Hopkins nine points, Colts eight points. I mean, the only consolation is I couldn't have done any better with the players on my bench, which were equally as, equally as pathetic. But I guess it's just a good job that I had a decent start to to the season um, and managed to clinch the uh, the playoffs last week. But we'll see. And then midi next week, uh, my arch rival going into um, into the quarterfinal. I think we we both look matched up pretty evenly, uh, which I know means no means nothing. But um, but yeah, no, looking forward to, to the playoffs and, and hopefully I can scrape another win and survive another week. Then you never know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and then I guess a, a nothing week for, for you and for all of us, really, a nothing week that we were already in. So we'll look ahead to next week more than anything, I suppose. Charlie, so you're 121. So talk us through that. Yeah, a bit, bit of a, a strange week, really. Um, some some big scores. Uh, DJ Moore, absolutely phenomenal. Um, for Chicago, I expected a, a better score uh, from Detroit, really. I expected a better game from them. Um, B. John Robinson, decent score from him, 19. I expected a little bit more from Dak, but they blew out Philly, didn't they? So... Relied on the run game a little bit. Sorry, Ash. Oh, um, Isaiah Likely, who I'd picked up a couple of weeks ago on waivers, uh, really happy with him. Obviously, kept brought him in because McBride was on by. Um, and then on my bench, just some big score, a big score from Drake London, which um, when I touch on the, the couple that weren't so great, being Mike Evans. Um, who's been phenomenal this year for me. Um, delighted to pick him up when I did. Um, and I've harped on about how good he's been all year. He had one catch uh, for eight yards. I know he was very close to having that touchdown. I don't know if you saw that. He he, he did get his second foot in, but he'd put his, uh, his other hand that didn't have the ball to break his fall. And it just touched before, before his toe. So, yeah, six targets, one catch. Very, very disappointing and cost cost me in another league because um, I'd sat DJ Moore in that league and played Mike Evans over him. So, uh, so yeah, that cost me a win. But apart from that, um, yeah, just a bit, bit of a, an average week. I'd, I'd actually picked up the one, one mistake that I did make. I picked up the Jags defense because I expected Cowboys-Eagles to be a a massive scoring game, as I think did everybody. I, I, I certainly didn't expect the re, the uh, performance that Philly put up on offense. So I, I was expecting a, a single-digit point for the Cowboys. So went for a wild card, like just, just threw it out there. Who, who did I think was potentially going to have a good, good score? And I went for the Jags against the Browns, mainly because of the weather report. Um, but that backfired. So they scored me seven. Cowboys defense scored me thirteen. So next week we'll resort back to old faithful. Cowboys will be in there. Yeah, it seems like any sort of inconsistencies have have kind of worked its way out for the Cowboys, haven't they? And I know they are uh, maybe the opposite to the Forty ers in the sense that they are all or nothing. In the sense that they 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 go for the turnovers, whether it's interceptions like it usually is, or like last week, I think three fumbles they caused the Eagles. So, so yeah, they're, they're pretty pretty consistent now at picking up those solid points. But well done, and into the playoffs. 
Uh, so my team, yeah, 128 points. Like I say, Mike scored just 68. So I reckon I could have probably scored that with with probably three or four players, actually. But again, it didn't really matter too much. My position in the playoffs and finishing second was confirmed pretty much anyway. Um, my team, as we touched on, Lamar Jackson scoring very well at 37. Um, just a couple of other players I'll pull out. So I put in Edward Zelaire as soon as Pacheco got injured. So picked him up and he had to plug straight in just eight points. Elijah Moore as well. So bad week last week with Tank Dell getting out, going out injured and on IR. Same for Christian Kirk. So I picked up Elijah Moore and straight into the starting lineup, just seven points. I think he's going to be dropped before next weekend, which hopefully the likes of Pacheco will be back playing and fit again, which it looks like he will be, but but who knows? Um, so for me, like I say, second overall, second behind Tom Howarth, uh, very very well deserved. Not only winner by one game, but by far and above, kind of the highest points scored are across the season for our league as well. So I know in the past it's sometimes been someone else maybe who's squeezed in or a few players up there up the top and. Someone who's maybe maybe not quite as deserving as maybe snuck the win, but not at all in this case, Tom Howarth. But as we know, playoffs around the corner. Anything can happen with the sorts of injuries, inconsistencies, benching, resting players that are coming along these days. So all to play for for the next three weeks for sure. So looking ahead now to week 15 uh, and with a new segment, a segment that Beyonce would be proud of. Question? And, and and we've got a few questions that have come in that we're going to talk through. Scully, I'll come to you first. Uh, so the question is, I've got the Bills and the Broncos defence, but only one I want to ride with for the rest of the season. Who should I go with? I mean, I'd be, I'd be riding with uh, Broncos country, to be honest. I mean... I mean, looking forward to next week. That's, I mean, you, for me, with defense is similar to, I think, I, what your strategy is. You look, you can keep looking each week, and you can pick defenses off a off a waivers quite easily. Um, but for me, Bills v Dallas, you're not going, you're not going anywhere near anybody's defense that's playing Dallas. Um, in, my, in my opinion, with how they're they're firing at the moment, and then the Broncos, they've um, they've got Detroit this week, and I mean. When Jared Goff remembered that he's Jared Goff again, um, it's not, it's not looking good. I mean, he's just turning the ball over left, right, and centre um, at the moment, and I think probably sealing his fate for being out of the door next year. So yeah, for me, Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride, and absolutely, yeah. Again, like you say, kind of know we touched on it a few times, but Cowboys uh, playing playing very very well. Um, and the Bills, in fairness, I'm not sure what's going on with them. What <laughs> one week they're winning and beating the Chiefs, the next minute they're they're kind of losing pretty simple games. Charlie, over to you. And the question is, who's the better running back in Tennessee, Derek Henry or Tajay Spears? If we're just talking running back, as in going to run the ball, it's a clear favourite of Derek Henry, surely. Um, they both scored very evenly this week against Miami, who aren't terrible against the run, but aren't fantastic either. Although, having watched a bit of the game, I, I didn't watch it in full, it seemed like Spears picked up a lot of his points very late on. The the last couple of drives where where they managed to, to get back in the game uh, and then obviously uh, eventually take the win. 
a lot of those those last couple of drives went to Spears, those throws. Uh, but in the same vein, Derrick Henry didn't do a great deal. Uh, he scored 18 points because he got in the end zone twice, but that was they were they were short runs. He, he ran 17 times for only only 34 yards, which is for someone at Derrick Henry's standings a pretty poor game. Um, so tough one, really. I think looking at who they've got going into the, the end of the season, they play Houston next week, then Seattle, and then Houston again. For me, I'd still be sticking with Derrick Henry. Um, he's still the go-to guy. Spears is a is is sort of a third down back, and is used in he is used more in the passing game, which which is going to get you points if you're in a PPR league. But for me, Derrick Henry, with what he can do on the ground, I, I'd be playing Henry over Spears. I mean, interesting that you said those those stats about Derrick Henry. I didn't know that. I didn't know he only got that many yards off that many carries. But it it kind of backs up what. I saw watching the highlights. Um, it looks like he's running in quicksand at the moment. It just looks like hard work for him. Whereas uh, Spears, he's exciting. He seems to have that burst. And I know he's a lot younger and, and that kind of thing. But usually Derek Henry is he's off and he's in, the, he's in the secondary and he's gone. Um, this season, he's, he's just, I don't know. I don't know if he's losing that losing that yard. Um, what it is, but it's just looking like hard work for him to get those yards. I don't know what what you think. Oh, yeah, he's 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 a big big running back, isn't he? And I'm sure as long as he's fit and healthy, he could still churn out and be a solid running back for the next few years. But the way that they've just worked him since he's come into the league, he's almost all Tennessee have had on offense that he's just been running it and running it and running it, and it's maybe now catching up with him. It, what what we're going to say is it's very similar to the Steelers in terms of Najee Harris. I'm not saying Najee Harris is as good as Derrick Henry, but Najee Harris in his first year looked looked phenomenal. Um, and he's since he's, whether he's put a bit of weight on, but he just seems a bit slower. Um, but he is the one who's going to grind out the yards, whereas Warren is that wily back, catches the ball, very much like Spears, so I don't. I don't think if you've got either of them, I, I don't think it's a bad, um, a bad person to start. It's just I, I don't see them both scoring similarly like they did this week. Every week, I think you, you're probably going to have one, one of them score well, uh, as opposed to both. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we're all we're all in agreement on that one. Okay, scroll it back over to you. Uh, so the questions come in. So Herbert's Justin Herbert's just been ruled out for the season now, uh, and this questions come in with from someone who's got no other quarterback on their roster. So who should they pick up, Matt Stafford or Geno Smith? Tough one. Um, I mean, if you if you look at the matchups, I mean, if you're talking at the end of the season, you look at the matchups coming up. You've got Stafford going against Washington, so you probably fancy that this week. And, and I mean, Gino's been out this week, right? I didn't play. Uh, but if he's back, he's going up against Philly. How their secondary is performing at the moment and, and how they perform against QBs in fantasy, you, you might fancy Gino. Um, but then they've they've got New Orleans for Stafford, Tennessee for Gino, Giants for Stafford, Pittsburgh for, for Gino. You're probably not fancying any of that. So I'm going to throw a wild card in. And I'm going to go pick up Mr. Still Elite Flacco. He's 
last last couple of weeks since he's come in, I mean, he's uh, he's got the Browns believing again. I know I'm biased, um, but genuinely, if you'd have told me that the Browns would have thrown 44 times and 45 times in the last two weeks, respectively, uh, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, and I definitely wouldn't have believed that we probably would have won at least one of those games. Uh, but he's he's been... He's been brilliant. He's he's gone for 23 for 44, 254, two touchdowns and interception. This week, better performance, and, and he was excellent. How he's how he led the team, 26 for 45, 311 yards, three for one. So three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he's got 20 and 26 points in the last two games for fantasy. And his next two games are going up against uh, Chicago um, and. Oh, God, yeah, Chicago and Houston. So I mean, you're fancying him. You're fancying him to to score pretty pretty well against them. Um, it's just probably the last week where we go up against, or the last week for fantasy, should I say, week 17, where we go up against the Jets. But uh, I think for the next two weeks, I'll be picking Flacco up, um, how he's performing, and with the with Amari Cooper, how he's throwing to Njoku. Um, yeah, I'd be going for for him over over the other two for at least get you to the Super Bowl. Could you imagine talking about anything like that at the start of the season? The Browns, the Browns quarterback, and we recommend he's going to start. Uh, Joe Flacco, unbelievable. Um, what will yet? Let us know if you take that advice or not. But but quite right. In fairness, he's playing very well. Where the Jets have dropped a bit of a clangor by not picking him up mid-season, and I know, I know we talked during the week, but. If the Browns, with the record and how they're playing on defense, especially had Deshaun Watson playing and playing well, and Nick Chubb in the backfield, um, then then yeah, maybe maybe special times ahead, possibly. Charlie, uh, final question over to you. So um, I have AJ Brown at wide receiver, who I guess is a no-brainer to start. But who else should I start in Week 15? T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Jacoby Myers. Or Josh Downs? For me, a bit of a no-brainer for picking one out of those. It's if you if you start in two, if you're sticking one in your flex, that's where I'd be struggling. My my go-to would be would be Cooks on that Cowboys offense where they they are just throwing the ball and they just they they look very good. So for me, I'd be I'd be starting your Cowboys. Um, and out of those players, obviously none of them are wide receiver ones, so it's always a bit of a dice roll if if they're going to pick up the targets for their team. But f- for me, uh, Cooks, the fact that Dak's on on well, he's he's just on fire at the minute, isn't he? With with what he's doing, he, he doesn't seem to do anything wrong. Um, and and he's had Brandon Cooks had had a couple of good weeks um, for a wide receiver two, seventeen point two. 16.5, not a great week against Philly this week, but they're playing Buffalo next week. So I'm expecting Buffalo to put points up and they're going to have to, they're going to resort back to throwing the ball more. I think this week's dip in uh, in numbers, probably the fact that they were leading and, uh, and ran the ball a fair bit. Uh, but then do we know if it's two or, or just one or shall I just cover just in case? Yeah, yeah, no. Who would you? How would you rank them, or who would you put first? I guess Cooks, but then who would be the second one? I guess if they, if they had room for them, it's it's really tough. Um, I think 
just I think Downs is is a is a good player, but Pittman's a clear number one. Uh, Myers again is is good, but not a great quarterback. Devontae Adams clear number one, and then T Higgins. Um, although Browning had a great game, didn't didn't score fantastically. Um, so I think it, it just comes down to to matchups. Um, and for me, although it's it's tough, Myers playing the Chargers this week, which you would expect the Chargers they're, they're not a great defense, so you would expect that you could throw on them. However, the fact that Herbert's out, they've not been doing very well on offense. I would imagine Raiders are going to take a bit of a lead this week, or hey, we might have another nil-nil. Um, Hopefully not. But if they do take that lead, then I think Josh Jacobs is going to take the lion's share. So not, I'm not expecting Myers to score particularly well. Um, similarly for T Higgins, I think it's a tougher matchup than I would. And I'm going back on what I've said for the past few years. But they're playing Minnesota. Minnesota's defense hasn't been doing terrible. Um, the fact that they've got the rookie quarterback in there as well. I, I would lean towards uh, Downs. I know they're playing against the Steelers. Um, and I would like to say that we are the, the harder matchup, but I'm not sure that's the case at the minute. We, we can't seem to keep the ball on offense. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to have the ball on offense. So for me, I'd go, if you push me, Cooks one, Downs two. And then I'd struggle between Higgins and Myers this week, just just based on matchups. Okay. With Downs and the Colts, what they're only one game behind the Jags, uh, and with an equal record to the Texans, it looks like the Texans with possibly C.J. Stroud out, uh, possibly Nico Collins out as well, adding to a list of Tank Dell as well. The Texans might just be falling off uh, of what's been a fantastic season for them. Jags look like they're rocking and rolling, but the Colts, if they can keep just kind of piling together just every now and again, just getting a, a, another, what, probably two or three more wins, there's a very good shout that they, they might even win the division, let alone sneak in, even if it was through a wild card spot. So I'm sure Downs, Pittman, um, Zach Moss, who's still now back playing running back for the Colts, are all some sort of factor in your offense. And now if, if your injuries are playing a factor like they are as well, then and definitely worth keeping and then possibly starting. And that's that. For those that sent in questions, hopefully we've given you some solid advice, at least more solid than the current Eagles secondary anyway. Don't forget there's bonus football this week with a couple of games on Saturday night. And with the close of fantasy football's regular season and the commencement of playoffs, remember... One man's toxic sludge is another man's poppery. We'll see you next week.